Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, the 15th of February, 2023. It's Iconic CEO, Jamie Icke, and this is The Daily Download. Well, good morning, everybody. I hope everybody had a lovely Valentine's Day yesterday and uh, got everything they wanted and got to share it with their loved ones, friends and family. So we've got some interesting stories to cover this morning. We're going to follow on firstly from the story that I touched on yesterday, which is this train crash and uh, therefore oil, sorry, toxic spill that's happened in Ohio because it's moved on. I mean, we've we've seen, I've just got this story here from Daily Wire. We've seen that the legacy media or three legacy media channels in America covered this story for a combined 30 minutes yesterday. That's it. Combined 30 minutes when this is being spoken about as the potentially being the biggest environmental agricultural disaster in American history. The repercussions are extraordinary. I'm sure many of you would have seen the pictures and seen some video footage by now. It looks truly terrifying. There's going to be contamination to water. There's going to be contamination to soil and therefore, you know, farmland, food supply and all of that. Mentioned that yesterday. But the fact that this is not being given the airtime that it needs to warn people, basically, this is what's happened. And the scale of the, the land that this has affected, as I mentioned yesterday, because of the, the river, the Ohio River and where that goes and what that flows into, into the Mississippi and other rivers, this contamination is going to go far and wide and it's going to affect a massive part of America, massive part of America. And to follow on from that, there's also now been um, there's also now been released that there's been a crash in uh, Arizona, a road crash, which has been a crash involving uh, hazmat, a hazmat spill, which again is another really toxic chemical that's being put out into the atmosphere. It's truly terrifying. Um, the fact that this has happened twice in quick succession always makes me very suspicious that there's not an accident here, that there's, this has happened by design, this has happened for a reason. We've spoken at, the, at length about the fact they're trying to attack the food supply, they're trying to attack supply chains, and the fact that you know they don't want people self-sufficient. They want, they've been attacking farmers through various different ways for a long time, through financial incentives, through red tape through just making it unaffordable and not cost-effective for people to do it. We're trying to get more and more people out of the rural areas and into the urban areas. And, you know, these train crashes and this lorry crash, this affects rural areas. If you can make rural areas unlivable and uninhabitable, then all of a sudden it's going to be a lot easier to get people off the land, isn't it? And we've seen across America this trend you know, the percentage of people that lived in rural areas 30 years ago compared to the percentage that live there now is a really staggering number. And I don't think that's by accident. So the fact that the media are silent on this always makes me very suspicious that there's something more to know here because really this should be a massive story. This should be all over the press because if it is potentially, you know, the biggest environmental disaster in American history, particularly the legacy media on the left, CNN, MSNBC and so on, you think they'd be all over this because they're the ones pushing the climate change ideology, the climate change narrative. And if you're releasing a ton of toxic chemicals and toxic waste into the atmosphere, that's going to have an effect on the environment, isn't it? But as I said yesterday, the environmentalists on this have been silent, which is just so suspicious, of course, because this is a massive environmental issue. So why are they silent? You think they'd be up in arms. You think they'd be calling for the government to do more. You think they'd be calling for change of the law on, you know, vehicles and public vehicles carrying these toxic things to try and prevent this from happening again. But instead, they're completely silent. 
Why is that? I have my theories, which are that they don't want you to know about this. They want it to just happen. And all of a sudden, the food supply is affected. The habitability of the rural areas are affected. Um, because there's, there's clearly questions to be asked here. Why are you blown up a train that has toxic chemicals on it that's going to you knew this was going to happen when you did that why would you do that that makes no logical sense and they don't want those people asking questions like that because that generally unravels quite quickly for them when you investigate these events generally the truth comes out and it's not truth that, that paints the establishment in a very good light and they don't want that do they they want people just focused on distractions rather than what's actually happening because then you might ask some questions they don't want to answer now moving on this isn't a story that's um necessarily just about today it's a story about it today but this is a story that's been going on for a few weeks and this is to do with this um trend of gym harassment or supposed gym harassment where women on tiktok and instagram reels have been posting videos of uh, men supposedly intimidating them and staring at them in gyms now i've seen a few of them uh, i've seen the one in particular that that made uh, made the headlines in on tiktok now i go to the gym twice a day and I had a bit of a break before I started going again. I started going again in around September last year, but had a, quite a substantial break before that for a good 18 months, really. And when I went back, I was shocked by what women are wearing in the gym for a start in terms of what's now acceptable to wear to the gym compared to what used to be acceptable to wear to the gym. These outfits that people are wearing are basically just bikinis, literally. There's literally nothing covering, nothing being covered up. Now, I'm not talking from a prudish point of view here. I'm just saying that's the reality of it, you know. There's, I mean, you can go onto Gymshark or Pursue Fitness or any of these websites that sell gym clothing for men and women. And you can see the outfits that have sale. You can see what I'm talking about. And, you know, the fact that all of a sudden now what's acceptable to wear to the gym is effectively so minimal that's going to attract attention of course it is and is that not the idea now i'm not victim blaming here but i don't necessarily think there is a victim here in my opinion but if you're wearing something like that to the gym or you're wearing something like that out you're wearing something like that on the beach in the summer you're going to get looked at you're going to get attention of course you are especially if you're attractive in the same way that you know, a man with a six-pack on the beach in the summer is going to get more people looking at him than someone who's overweight. It's a really basic, you know, basic thing. It's basic logic. And the fact that people seem to think, or these women seem to think, they can wear these outfits to the gym and they're going to get no attention, you know, it's. I think it's quite toxic. And the fact they're all of a sudden turning and trying to blame men, trying to blame this, trying to blame that, when some of the videos I've seen, guys aren't doing anything wrong. They're not even staring at them. They're not even looking at them. They're just, they're just being in the gym. They're just there. And uh, and I think it's astonishing. I know two or three people at my local gym that um, come in in crazy outfits. And you can tell that they like the attention they get. And that's probably why they do it. And it's um, I think it's a very dangerous precedent. Because again, it's attacking this masculinity. It's attacking, you know, men don't know how to behave. You know, the gym is was generally a male-dominated environment. I'm not saying that's a good thing, but I'm saying that's the reality of it. And you're making a lot of them feel quite uncomfortable in an environment that used to be something that they would consider a home. So I don't think that's a good idea at all. And again, it's driving men and women apart. I think people just need to talk on an individual level. If a woman's made to feel uncomfortable by the way a man's behaving, then just go and speak to him. Not every man is, a, is an abusive rapist, which is how it's being portrayed. Rather than go and shame them on social media, 
when they might not have been doing anything wrong, maybe just go and have a conversation on a human level and tell them how you feel. Revolutionary, eh? The final story this morning is to do with Brexit, that debate, that conversation that we haven't spoken about for a very long time. Well, it's going to get spoken about because almost certainly here in the UK, unless something inevitable, something absolutely crazy happens, we're going to have a Labour government at the next election who will try and overturn Brexit and take us back into the EU. And I imagine that stories like this one will become common practice in the next few, in the next, as the coming months go, because they're going to try and get public opinion on side to do that. So this is a story uh, from the Daily Mail. This is um, a quote from Mel Strider, cabinet minister here in the UK, that's talking about the fact investment in business has dropped as a result of Brexit and how the big business backs Labour. And it backs Labour because Labour want to take us back into the EU. Now, the people don't want that. 52% voted out. I believe it was probably a lot more than that. And I believe if you did it now, it would be a lot higher because since Brexit, the EU has fallen apart. There's been, you know, the the idea of a European army has been pursued and pushed. That conspiracy theory that there's going to be a European army has moved on and on and on. And people don't want that. People absolutely don't want that. So I don't think that the vote would go where they want it to unless they rigged it. So whether they're going to try and do that by having a second referendum or whether they're just going to turn around and say, look, the first referendum wasn't binding, which it wasn't. We're just going to crack on and take you back into the EU if it's for your own interests. It would not shock me if either happened. And if Keir Starmer wins such a massive majority, which I think he's likely to because of the shambles the Tory party have become, and maybe that was the idea. Probably that was the idea, to be fair. Nothing happens by accident. Then he's going to have a mandate to do pretty much whatever he wants. And that's terrifying for so many people because, you know, the identity politics is going to go crazy the woke ideology is going to get pushed even more and the divisions between people are going to get bigger not smaller now i'm not saying that because i think the tories are great they're absolutely not they're they're, they're, they are a disgrace however the woke ideology has been somewhat kept at bay a lot more than it has in other countries but under labor it won't be at all and this brexit idea that they will take us back into eu or try and take us back into eu i think is inevitable under a labor government They've been very open and honest about that. So I think it's truly, truly shocking that we're supposedly in a democracy, yet they feel they can do whatever they want, not what we want. That is a big thing that we need to get over. I don't think politics in its current form will change anything because I think the way it's set up, it attracts the vacuous, the disingenuous and the corrupt just because of the way it's set up. But the dynamic that they work for us, not the other way around, that's a dynamic that people have completely forgotten. People are terrified. They're waiting for what the government are going to tell them next. What they're going to come out and say next, you have to do. That's not how it works. The government work for us, not the other way around. They've clearly forgotten that, if they ever knew that in the first place. And we've definitely forgotten that. And it's time to turn that dynamic around. Absolutely turn that dynamic around. If people of the UK don't want to go back into the EU, which I suggest they don't, because people voted for Brexit a while ago and now more and more and more and more information has come out, I think the vote would be even bigger now. How dare a Prime Minister who is elected and put there by the people be able to do that without our consent? That is not politics, that's dictatorship. Sorry, that is not democracy, that is dictatorship. And if that happens, we need to absolutely resist. 
So this story today, I expect to, to become a bit of a trend. I expect to see quite a few of them in the coming months as we lead up to the next election to try and you know gauge public opinion. We know they do that. They leak things to gauge public opinion and reaction to see what they can get away with. And leading up to the next election, I think Brexit will become a hot topic once again. And uh, if the public opinion is on their side, I expect Labour to go full throttle and try and take us back into the EU. Well, that's the stories for this morning. And uh, today's quote is from the great Martin Luther King. Out of the mountain of despair, a stone of hope. Hope you have a fantastic Wednesday, everybody. I just want to give a quick shout out to iconic employee Richard Willett, who's been with us from the very start. It's his wedding day today. Myself and Gareth are jumping in the car uh, in a couple of hours to head over to celebrate with him. So congratulations to him and his soon-to-be wife, Sam. Thanks, everybody. I shall speak to you tomorrow morning. Bye for now.